In our last FitSpeak Express interview, we introduced you to mission athlete Shea Gaudette. She'll be swimming for BC at the Canada Games in Winnipeg this summer. In today's Express interview, we travel to Langley. Who is this kid? I was really lucky to only fracture a bone. I didn't break it all the way through. Who is this kid? I have really good work habits, so I get my work done as soon as I can, and I just try my best on everything. I mean, like, I'm, a, I'm smart, but I'm not the smartest person at school. Who is this kid? I think aggressive, happy, and serious at the same time. I'm happy because I like to crack jokes in the peloton, and then no one laughs. Who is this kid? Guys are aggressive, and the women I race with are aggressive, but not as aggressive as the guys, and guys aren't afraid to bump shoulders. Who is this kid? I've broken a bone for every sport that I've been in, so I'm hoping this is going to be the last one. Though she's only been cycling for a few years, she's been ripping the legs off most of the guys at the Wednesday night crits at Mission Raceway. Just going into grade 10, this leg-ripping, bike-breaking, bone-crunching, great Dane-loving kid has a very bright future. This kid is L. Bush. So L, could you uh, tell us how you got started in cycling? Um, I got started after my dad started cycling when he got his road bike. I got my first road bike in grade 5 and... I joined Phoenix Velo that year, I believe, and ever since after that, I've been cycling all the time. So we're looking over here at your dad, and he's a proud parent. Um, do you have any other brothers or sisters who do some cycling? I have a sister, and she figure skates. I used to do a lot of sports before I did cycling. I used to be a figure skater, then I did speed skating, and I had a bad accident in speed skating, and I, and I couldn't get back into it, and I, and I started cycling full-time after I finished speed skating. So when you're talking about transitioning from speed skating, which is also lots of speed, yeah. onto the bike, what were some of the big changes that you found? Because you're using the same muscle groups to an extent, but they're, they're certainly different in other ways. Could you tell us about those differences? Um, I think it's way more aggressive, like attacking. In speed skating, there's really no attacking. Maybe it wasn't that level that I was doing, but there's no attacking in speed skating. Where in cycling, there's attacks all the time. Mm-hmm. You've been doing this for a while. When did it kind of dawn for you? I'm pretty good at this. Um, I think it was it was last year when I did race the ridge and I attacked with a group of guys and I beat the other girls I was competing against by, I got like a five, five minute and 30 seconds gap at the end. Now you are at a high caliber of cycling right now. About how many hours are you investing into the training for cycling? Um, per week or like? Yeah, let's talk a weekly schedule. I'm on training peaks like from, maybe usually from an average of 10, 10 plus, 10 to 15 maybe. It ranges from 10 to 15, whether yeah. you're peaking or you're tapering from yeah. an event. Um, tell us about um, your racing so far this year. When did your season start? Uh, my season started with the spring series, and those went really good because I went from junior racing to Cat 3. But we raced with the Cat 1-2 woman. I, I raced with them. 
and it was a big difference there and I was really happy with the spring series but I've had some bad luck in my last two races and oh tell I'm, us about that oh, as well <laughs> oh yeah so my my first um my first uh ra- big race here was the elite provincials and I read the I went the wrong way in the time trial oh no <laughs> and then I crashed 30 seconds into the road race and I got really bad road rash and I cracked my beautiful bike oh that's getting fixed at Wentings right now and then two weeks after that I was super pumped to go to Heyman Classic last weekend and I attacked I got the prem for the hill climb and I another girl did something that she probably shouldn't have done and tried to pass one of my teammates on the edge when there was only a little bit of room there. And she bumped my teammate and my teammate bumped another girl and that girl wiped out and she wiped me out and my beautiful replacement bike from Wentings got cracked right in half. Oh my goodness. And I broke my elbow on that. Broke your elbow? Yeah. I'm kind of on the mend right now and I'm waiting for my bike to come back sometime this week. Well, hopefully your elbow heals in time for your bike to be fixed as well yeah it's, it's pretty good now what are you sorts uh doing for rehabilitation for your elbow i'm doing running and elliptical okay so some less pounding well the running can be pounding but the elliptical should be fairly yeah gentle. and i've been doing a lot of water running as well oh. orlando yeah how does that affect you as a parent yeah it's 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 I am um, a nail biter uh, at these events and in this particular last accident I was in the support vehicle so I actually saw the crash um, and it, it's tough as a parent to see uh, your kid uh, go down and uh, you're always thinking of the uh, person uh, or your your daughter and at the time I um, uh, didn't think anything was wrong with her. In fact, I, I helped her up and got her on the bike only to realize that the uh, bike had really just uh, was crumbling. So I took a spare bike off the uh, car and got her on it. Um, and it was only after the race, uh, she actually finished the race with a broken elbow. So um, yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, and the thing is, is I think as a parent, you got to make sure that before they do get back on the bike that they're rehabilitated uh, totally. So uh, they're, you know, confident. And uh, we've had some sessions with Roger Friesen as well about mental toughness. And uh, that's really helped Elle out uh, in preparations for races and the highs and lows as well. Yeah, yeah, I can appreciate that would be a difficult one. And then is there... What kind of recovery time are you looking at with your elbow now, Um, I'm hoping actually to get back on the bike this weekend to do some road rides possibly this weekend or start racing again next week. I was really lucky to only fracture a bone. I didn't break it all the way through. Um, It was actually, this is actually my fifth broken bone now, so... I've broken a bone for every sport that I've been in. So I'm hoping this is going to be the last one. Let's put a stop to these broken bones. Yeah. Um, so what big races do you have coming up this summer if all goes well? Um, I know it's going to go well. So <laughs> I have Super Week coming up in a couple week, weeks, which is my absolute favorite race. I love crit racing and this is so fun. And where are you going to be doing the crit? Um, it's actually all week long. And there's different crits in different places, like in Gastown. And, and you're doing Gastown? Yeah. Oh, awesome. So, and I'm hoping to race some of the 
pro races this year too, a couple of them. So I'm I'm really excited for that. Anything out of province that we would like to know about? Um. Oh yeah, I also have youth provincials here and Elma coming up. What's so that? Elma is is actually really cool. It's in the states, right by abandoned nuclear plant. Oh, so wow. you can see all the nuclear. There's we actually race right around the nuclear plant while we race, and it's really cool pictures. You can Google it. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to going out there with my Cannondale PB40S squad. Orlando, I won't tell you, but I will say that uh, down at that uh, nuclear power plant, there is a there's a good opportunity where you can hop the fence and go inside of that entire facility and uh, check it out. Don't get caught, of course. And yeah. of course, you didn't hear from me, <laughs> but uh, it is pretty interesting to go look at. They really do have a, a really neat course. They've got a crit right near the cooling towers, and um, the actual road race uh, goes right by the cooling towers as well. So um, really neat race. It's a, it's a great uh, opportunity uh, for people in basically Western North America, uh, juniors, to get together in all race. Uh, so it's a good opportunity for L to see competition outside of BC. Going into grade 10 and... Probably life is only going to get busier and more complicated, but let's put away the, the stresses of high school and whatnot for a little bit. Let's look forward into the future, say three, maybe four years down the road. Where, where would you like to see yourself as a cyclist? So next year in school, I've been doing courses to get to graduate earlier, hopefully. And in grade 12, in three years, I hope to be racing, hopefully on a junior pro team in Europe, training in Europe somewhere. That's what I'm hoping. Some pretty high, high level goals. Yeah. What's the toughest thing at your age about being a high level cyclist? I think getting back up after you fall down, like after my injuries, it's, it's going to be hard to get back. I'm not hard to get on the bike back on the bike, but my fitness level, it's going to be difficult to get it back up there in a couple weeks for Super Week. So you've got a bit of a, a tight timeline to get your cycling fitness back. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. How do you think other kids in your grades see you as? What, what would they say about you? I have, at school, I'm a different person. I flip the switch, I get my work done, and I get back out of there so I can ride my bike. I have... I have my school friends and I have my cycling friends that I just kind of, I chill at school with my school friends and then at cycling and I text my cycling friends all the time. So how do you manage the balance? I mean, being, you know, a high level cyclist obviously takes away a little bit of time from things like studying, preparing for tests, doing your homework. How do you manage to balance all that stuff? I have really good work habits, so I get my work done as soon as I can and... I just try my best on everything. I mean, like, I'm, a, I'm smart, but I'm not the smartest person at school. And I try my best, and that's how I get my really good marks in school. So let's go back to cycling for a moment. Do you have any heroes or role models in the sport of cycling you look up to? I have a lot of... Tell um, us about a few. Local local ones. I haven't really looked outside of uh, Canada, but I really look up to Allison Jackson and Maggie Coles Lister. Maggie Coles Lister is this the person I look up to the most. She's so cool. She's fast. And what I what I love about Maggie, she I ask her questions and she's able to answer them for me. And Maggie's just one of my she's like totally one of my heroes. What three words do you think best describe you as a cyclist? I think aggressive, 
happy and serious at the same time. I'm happy because I like to crack jokes in the Peloton and then no one laughs except my Nobody laughs. <laughs> it was like at Penticton the other weekend. I was like, oh, it's like negative 500 degrees out here. Isn't it supposed to be summer? No one laughed except my teammate. And I was just kind of just like sitting there. <laughs> Yikes. Down here in the Fraser Valley, it seems cycling is still kind of a, a guy sport, a male dominated mm -hmm. sport. You've had some excellent role models. You were talking about Maggie and of course about Allison Jackson but what's it like competing against guys a lot of the time honestly I love it like there's Why? guys are aggressive and the women I race with are aggressive but not as aggressive as the guys and guys aren't afraid to bump shoulders although the cat one two three women that I've been racing with this year are just like it's totally different than the cat four five I was racing with last year and it's just I love it I love racing with everyone basically I just learn everything from the people who I race with so if you could give uh, one piece of advice to another girl who's looking into getting into cycling or maybe just, you know, stepping up their game as far as high performance athletics goes, what would you give for advice? It's kind of simple advice, but don't give up, even though that everyone says that I take a deeper meaning to it. Like if you if if you give up, you're not going to be the best. You're not going to be able to do anything like why? Why give up? You could be a world-class athlete. You just need to try and take your time and eventually the speed will come. Learn all you can from that sport that you can, that you do. Now here's one last question that's unscripted. Let's put yourself into a situation. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. You've finished a gruesome, hardcore 50 kilometer road race. You've done well. Your energy levels are just sapped. You're done. You're at the finish line. What is the first thing that you would love to eat or drink? I, I don't know, I really have this weird craving for apple juice and orange juice after I finish a race. And it's not, not I wouldn't like to eat or drink this, but I'd also like to see a Great Dane there. I Not a lot of people know this about me, but I am obsessed with Great Danes. <laughs> I love them to death. We don't have a Great Dane, Dad. <laughs> but I really want a Great Dane. I just like... They're more expensive than Cannondale's. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes I, sometimes when I'm doing a really tough training session with me and my teammates at Power Watts, I think, wow, wouldn't it be great to be surrounded by Great Dane puppies right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to our FitSpeak listeners. Kevin, did you have any uh, questions for Al? Well, I guess uh, maybe one or two. Um, what's your favorite, going up or coming down the climbs? Going up because that's where you, like that's where you make all the memories and that's where you feel the most pain. Although. I like going downhill and just kind of just having like the wind and like my helmet, but going uphill, I just I just love feeling that that pain success feeling. I just love it. What about uh, I guess if uh, do you listen to music or anything like that if you're training? Um, I just kind of listen to I listen to like the like the typical songs that. There's like a song I listen to. It's called like um, I Got the Power or something like that. And there's a line in it. It's like, I will attack and you don't want that. And I have that written on one of my chalkboards in my room. <laughs> You're like one of my, you know, I've known your dad for quite a bit. Uh, I don't know. I've probably known you. Four years years now, yeah. so mellow compared to you. Like, <laughs> you know, I've known Orlando for, I don't know, probably five or six years yeah. now. And then when I listen to you talk, it's just like, you're like a chainsaw. You're like a little machine gun that's just ready to go yeah. off. And... I'm pretty, I'm a hyper kid. At school, I'm just chill. But as soon as I get home or on my bike or I'm with my teammates, I'm this go, go, go. <laughs>
Yeah. I always found as a dad, the best thing for Elle was to get her um, uh, on a bike or running around. We've got pictures of her in when she was two and three years old, continuously doing laps around our kitchen island. So she, she, she's best uh, when she's uh, tired out or in the process of doing something like that. Yeah, and that was one thing that I discovered instantly with Elle as well. And that was when I met her for the first time. And uh, we paired up and we went around the track together. And the, we weren't even halfway coming down the, you know, the, the drag strip. And she just said, can we go faster? I was really, I was really impressed and, and amazed by that because, I don't know, you're pretty young then, right? And uh, you're kind of brand new to it. But that, that was the first thing. You just said, can we go faster? And I think we were already ripping along at about 28. And then... <laughs> You know, when you wanted to get up and go faster, we're doing probably about 32, 33 hours <laughs> an hour. So, you know, that's when I kind of, for me, I took notice. I just said, you know, to Bruce Wenting and a couple other people, I just, and I, and I rode right up to you too. And I just, hey, you got a ringer here. <laughs> hey, you know, you better pay close attention to Al. She's, <laughs> she's going to be um, moving mountains here pretty soon. She like yeah, I think she's having fun. That's the main thing. Yeah, and uh I love it. Yeah, and it's a lot of success too is for from her coaches. Uh uh if we hadn't had Bruce uh helping her with the mechanics, uh, I think she wouldn't have a bike this year at all. And nope. <laughs> and she's got great uh coaches at Cannondale uh Fortis and uh those people um, are getting her to the next level because I, as a as a dad, I can take her only so far. And um, yeah, it's nice uh, for uh, people uh, to have that support with Cycling BC as well. You're saying a big shout out to Bruce Wenting and Wenting Cycle. Absolutely. I mean, without Bruce, we'll take a bike after Al's um, a race <laughs> after Al's destroyed it. He'll uh, just take it on right away and fix it. And, uh, you know, he doesn't ask any questions. He just takes it on just like this damaged uh, uh, bike with L. Uh, he ordered the fork for her right away, and it's on its way from California. And uh, without that, we would pretty much have to be buying a new bike. Uh, big hats off to Bruce for being our personal mechanic. He does a lot for the local cyclists. And, you know, let's face it, I mean, if it wasn't for Bruce Wenting, I mean, Kevin and I wouldn't know each other. So, you know, we have a lot, we have a, a lot to thank uh, Bruce for. Also uh, supporting the youth uh, cycling in, out in the Fraser Valley here. I mean, he's got a, uh, you know, the, the club has a container full of bikes for kids that don't have access to bikes. And uh, there's a lot of kids that are biking today because Phoenix Velo Bike Club has uh, made that accessible to kids all over the Fraser Valley. So that's just wonderful. And Bruce plays a big part of that along with Dan and uh, there's a lot of other and uh, Jeff Everton uh, plays a big role there as well. So hats off to those guys. We wouldn't Cycling wouldn't be half as big as it is out in the valley without those guys. You know what? Oh, we're really, really proud of you. You uh, motivate and inspire a lot of people. So we're happy to be interviewing you. And of course, you know, Orlando, uh, we're happy to have you on as well. Great. Thanks for offering to get Elle on here. Yeah, thank you so much. This is amazing.